And welcome once again to another edition of A Plain Answer right here at Redeemer Broadcasting. I'm Dan Elmendorf. Joining me in the studio today, the Reverend Mark Diedrich. Good to be here, Dan. And Dr. John Vance. Hello, everyone. Well, gentlemen, uh, this past Lord's Day was the uh, very beginning of the season of Advent. It's a wonderful time of year. I know that you fellows enjoy it as I do. And uh, the special readings that we have in our churches during this time of year and um, the celebrations. There's also associated with this time of year a um, strong secularization, I suppose you can say. Um, If you happen to try to watch a show on TV at night, maybe a Hallmark channel or whatever, and all the commercials that come up, uh, they seem to be all geared to uh, trying to make a buck and sell this, that, or the other thing. And, you know, we don't hear anything about really um, the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And um, that's that's what's meaningful to us as we approach the Advent season and ultimately Christmas. Uh, we do celebrate Christmas. Maybe we can talk about that as well. To get us started, um, John Vance, just some observations from your heart as you approach this season and, and what you are seeing and have seen in the past. Well, what is striking to me is the... the uh should I say, the effort that is that is given constantly uh, in our public life and by public officials and our media uh, to steer us away from the content of these holidays that we we have, like for instance, Christmas. But let me let me mention Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. The proclamation that was given this year by the president included no reference to God. I went back and looked at Abraham Lincoln's proclamation in 1863 when he set forth uh, the last Thursday of November to be a day of thanksgiving uh, every year. And every paragraph, and there are only about five or six, every mm-hmm. paragraph included a reference to God. Mm-hmm. He knew and could point to whom we should be thankful. Sure. and. Uh, that's carried through through the years, but in recent years, you can see it being downplayed a great deal, and to the point this year, we had no reference to that one who showers his blessings upon us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. To whom are you thankful? Going along with that Thanksgiving time, we were looking on TV, and, and we saw a special with uh, Charlie Brown, you know, the oh, yes. Peanuts group. And, and we could tell that this program was one of the newer ones that was made hmm. uh, since Charles Schultz mm-hmm. had passed away. And so we watched that, and again, virtually no reference to God. And then we, we managed, and I don't remember whether it was a different channel or whether it was a YouTube thing, but we got the old one on, the mm-hmm. old one that Charles Schultz had written. And, of course, Charles Schultz was a Christian, and uh, it was a blatantly Christian. Yeah, really. And it showed exactly what the pilgrims did, what they went through, and how they worshiped God uh, on that first Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. And and I remember back, you know, the networks didn't balk years ago at showing something like that. Yeah. They do now. They sure do now. Yep. Mm -hmm. Uh, this, This idea of inclusiveness and diversity uh, has been used as leverage to squelch mm-hmm. Christianity yeah. 
in the public square. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, you, you can do, at least at this point, you can celebrate in your home, but please don't come out and talk about God in the public square. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't present it on TV. Yes, that is a problem. It's an increased uh, secularization of our society. It's by design. It's not an accident. Yeah. And yeah. people are like sheep. They are easily yeah, led yeah. astray. Well, that's a, yeah. you, you know, we were talking a little bit beforehand about one of the other celebrations around Christmas time. We have Christmas, and of course, there's Hanukkah. And Hanukkah goes all the way back to the Maccabean Revolt mm-hmm, and that mm-hmm. situation there. But then there's Kwanzaa. And it's like, where did Kwanzaa come from? <laughs> well, Kwanzaa. You know, we had to look it up. I knew it was more current, and it, it wasn't started till 1966. It's made up out of whole cloth, too, <laughs> meaning that it was just made up. Yeah, <laughs> it was just made up. But but what is it, essentially? It is the anti-Christian, anti-Jewish celebration. It's the non-God. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's celebrate and leave God out. Mm-hmm. We can do this and cut God out. Celebrate culture yeah. yep. and human culture. I noticed, um, and we'll take a break shortly here, but uh, in uh, the Wikipedia article under Christmas Controversy, they cite an interesting case back in 2002 uh, when the New York City public school system banned the display of nativity scenes. But uh, what troubled me is that they mention here they allowed the display of supposedly less overtly religious symbols such as Christmas trees, Hanukkah menorahs, and the Muslim star and crescent. And it goes on to say that the school system successfully defended its policy in Skoros versus City of New York in 2006. I remember it well. Remember it well. A lot has happened in the past Mm. decade, even, Mm -hmm. in terms of an erosion of our public consciousness of the birth of Jesus Christ. Well, stay with us. Today we're talking about the secularization of Christmas. We'll be right back after the break. Mary, did you know your baby boy will one day walk on water? Did you know your baby boy will save our sons and daughters? Come to make you new This child that you delivered Will soon deliver you We'll be right back with our program in just a minute. Now a reminder that your gifts to this ministry enable us to bring you thoughtful, Christ-centered programming 24 hours a day. Would you prayerfully consider helping us with a tax-deductible gift this month? Redeemer Broadcasting is a 501c3 not-for-profit broadcast ministry. We're entirely listener-supported and have no advertisements. If you would like to help support us this month, and perhaps in the future, our mailing address is Redeemer Broadcasting, Post Office Box 1520, Olive Bridge, New York, 12461. Once again, Redeemer Broadcasting, Post Office Box 1520, Olive Bridge, New York, 12461. 
Stay with us now for the second half of our program. Mary, did you know that your baby boy will give sight to a blind man? Mary, did you know your baby boy will calm a storm with his hand? your little baby You've kissed the face of God Mary, did you know And welcome back. This is A Plain Answer here at Redeemer Broadcasting. I'm Dan Elmendorf in the studio today. The Reverend Mark Dietrich and Dr. John Vance. Uh, today we're talking about Christmas and uh, this being the season uh, Advent just uh, started really. It was the beginning of Advent this past Lord's Day. And um, how should, um, i just throw this out, gentlemen, uh, in terms of celebrating Christmas, can you uh, share with us some thoughts about that? I think, um, Dan, that uh, both uh, families and churches, uh, it is appropriate for them to celebrate uh, Christmas. Certainly families in my family growing up, uh, I must admit, I look back with with a warm, fuzzy feeling, looking forward to Christmas with great excitement mm-hmm. and the giving of gifts. Mm. And in in a sense, we are only participating in Christmas by the giving of gifts because, uh, obviously, God's greatest gift was his son to the world. Mm-hmm. And when the wise men came from the east, they came bearing gifts to reciprocate. Yes. So mm-hmm. I've never been down on gift giving. Mm-hmm. Of course, you can't give beyond your means. But it's a great gesture, in my opinion, to be able to hand a child uh, something that delights them and brings mm-hmm. out the joy of life mm-hmm. and uh, or someone else. So in family celebration, uh, I'm more keen on celebrating uh, and, and putting up a Christmas tree than ever before. Mm-hmm. And by the way, that verse in the Old Testament talks about you go out and decorate a tree. It has to do with idolatry, not with the uh, Christmas tree. Okay. <laughs> Thanks no, for clarifying no, Nobody's that. worshiping the tree. Nobody's <laughs> worshiping the tree. That's, uh, that's so, for sure. So, so you guys are not against having a Christmas tree? No. No, no, that's good. It's great. We, we have one, so I yeah, wouldn't want was, you to be against our family. <laughs> I, I I don't know where the the the, the uh, tradition started. Uh, I, many have attributed to Luther and uh, putting the tree. It's a German think, practice. I don't in know German practice. I don't think it maybe it started with Luther, but I think maybe the putting of the lights, the candles on the tree, may have actually been Luther's mm-hmm. uh, bent on that, which, by the way, my brother does that still. He, he, really? He actually, yeah, he was in Germany. It sounds and he dangerous. Bought, he bought the hand, candle holders, and, and wow. he's, he actually uses real candles <laughs> well, That's real the last thing I'd want to do. Yeah, but that's <laughs> 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 but you know that's that's one of the things. And and I also have fond memories. I have fond memories of church services where the children would go and and be involved. Not the, the Sunday morning worship, but the special service mm-hmm. and and the uh, manger scenes. Mm-hmm. The Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod, it was a church that I remember going to when I was a, a child, and they had a great manger scene up there that was really big, you know. Yeah, and, of course, sure. it fascinated us. And, and we, I learned so much. I learned so much. You know, you learn scriptures through that. Yes. You know, our class had to go, and they had to recite. And I know to this day, you know, Luke chapter 2. Mm-hmm. I was in a little small church recently, 
and um uh in the church i i, w- I was in the evening visiting the church and, and during midweek i had to meet with some people in the church and nonetheless the uh, uh some little bright-faced kids were in there singing christmas music and one of the elder's wives was directing the choir and mm-hmm. Uh, I asked her, was this uh, for Christmas Day? She says, no, we, this is for our Christmas program. And the kids really love it, and we get a good start <laughs> on it. And yeah. they were so bright and happy. I, nice. It's it's difficult for me uh, to understand why uh, one would be reluctant to enter into this kind of joy. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's, that's right. I mean, at the same time, I, I guess we should say, you know, there is freedom not to celebrate Christmas. I well, mean, that's the true. scriptures gives that. And, of course, the first Christmas here, the pilgrims celebrated Christmas by going out and working. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and when those who weren't pilgrims, weren't the Puritans in their, their bend, said, no, we want to have uh, celebrate Christmas, they said, okay. You celebrate Christmas, and when they came back at lunchtime and found them out playing sports, they said, uh-uh, you don't – their their concept was a solemn celebration. Yes, I see. Yeah. Well, there's a verse in Colossians I could quote to this end where we find the Apostle Paul uh, extolling the freedom of the Christian, and uh, we do have freedom to do or not to do. And uh, let me quote uh, verse 16 of chapter 2. Therefore, do not let anyone judge you by what you eat or drink or with regard to a religious festival, a new moon celebration, or a Sabbath day. So, uh, yes, there is that freedom not Mm -hmm. to as well as to. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You know, I always kind of liked the Puritans, and yet I was reading about them in this Wikipedia article, and they were really against uh, the celebration of, of uh, Christmas. Mm-hmm. They they uh, were attempting to remove the so-called pagan elements and uh, try to replace it with a day of fasting. And they uh, considered it, quote, a popish festival with no biblical justification, unquote. <laughs> well, we might ask ourselves, what biblical justification is there for celebrating Christmas? Well, that's a good point. Uh, yeah. We wouldn't necessarily need it uh, in the family, but what about the church? The church has a mandate uh, to follow Scripture. But it seems to me that uh, you find in Judaism there were uh, rhythms and seasons of life which they celebrate all the way through, and that seems to be common to, that's a good point. to human culture. The rhythms, yeah. yes. But even more... Um, uh, our Lord Jesus Christ's birth was celebrated by men who came from the east bearing mm-hmm. gifts. And mm-hmm. um, uh, so the first Christmas was celebrated. Uh, I, I think that's an example that that uh, we could follow. Uh, you know, the wise men are included mm-hmm. in the scriptures for uh, surely a theological reason that's quite profound. But that's an example of what to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think one of the other things that has happened with Christmas is that it has encouraged some of uh, the greatest music around. Oh, that my. People in, oh, in yes. music that is also a great witness and testimony mm-hmm. to God's grace. Mark, you may have forgotten this, but you gave me a record of Christmas carols in the time of Luther. Mm-hmm. And every Christmas I have played that thing. Now, I'm, I've, I've run out of ability to do it because it was a long time ago and i don't have a record player anymore (laughs) 
Yeah, we're, we're giving our ages away, John. <laughs> well, that wasn't Record that long pleasure. ago. You know, the technology has advanced so rapidly, so quickly. Yeah, there are a lot of people out there listening to this that would be hard-pressed to remember records. Records. Yeah, ta- cassette go. tapes, maybe. But those or how records. about eight-track tapes? Eight-track tapes, yeah. <laughs> that really dates you, too. Well, today yeah. we're talking about Christmas and its secularization in our culture. Here's a question for you, fellas. Um, sometimes you want to say Merry Christmas to someone, and um, uh, how, how do you guys go about doing that? Some some in our culture would say, "Oh no, that's that's verboten. You can't you can't do that. It's, it's got to be Happy Holidays." Well, I, I I came across this this week. I got something from a Christian organization, and uh, it came to me, uh, and I opened it up, and the first words were Happy Holiday. I threw it in file 13. <laughs> I thought, if a Christian organization can't address me right. in raising money yes. with a Merry Christmas, then who can? Uh-huh. I decided uh, about five years ago that I was going to say Merry Christmas, and uh, I do. And, and I did it yesterday, and some fellow had said to me, mm-hmm. Happy Holidays, and I returned it back, Merry Christmas. It was actually the UPS guy. Mm. And all of a sudden, he brightened up and said, Merry Christmas to you. Yeah. He, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. He, it was like a liberation for him. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. true. He could now say Merry Christmas, you which bet. he really wanted to. Yeah, you bet. Uh, I can also say Happy Hanukkah. Mm-hmm. I rejoice with my Jewish friends who have this Festival of Lights uh, it's not in competition with Christmas. It's yeah. something that even precedes Christmas. Yeah, and I'm delighted when my Jewish friends uh, uh, are, are rejoicing in a celebration. Uh, I say Happy Hanukkah to those that's most appropriate. I say Merry Christmas. And if a Jewish person wanted to say to me Happy Hanukkah, I would wish him back a Merry Christmas. <laughs> let, us, let us rejoice with each yeah. other. That's it. It's, it's one of those things where you really... You know, why should we hesitate to say Merry Christmas? It tells it tells people who we are, too. Well, it does. More and more, that we're the ones celebrating Christ's birth. Again, as John said, Happy Hanukkah is great, you know. Mm-hmm. It, it's great history there with the Maccabean Revolt, and boy, we're thankful for that and how God used that uh, to bring It was about. a miracle. It was. It was a miracle, that whole Maccabean uh, Revolt and that situation there. So we're we're more than happy to do that. Now there's some that I won't do. I don't know where <laughs> we want to go there, but I will not say Happy Kwanzaa. Sorry. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, Kwan- you heard that years ago. Yeah, Kwanzaa is a celebration. That I guess we looked it up. I knew it was recent, but it was mm-hmm. 1966. I guess was the first okay. Kwanzaa. But to me, Kwanzaa was established to have some kind of celebration without God. Without God. Yes, to, oh, to, to glorify society, to glorify oh, uh, anything but God. Culture, there you go, yeah, culture. It's to glorify culture. That sounds like something like the uh, American Civil Liberties Union might want to look into. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or the uh, Americans a, United for Separation of Church and State. It's a natural holiday for them, isn't it? <laughs> it is, it is. <laughs> well, today we're talking about the celebration of Christmas, and unfortunately we've seen a lot of secularization of this wonderful time. Certainly, um, stores, they want to make, uh, make their income, they want to make their numbers, and this is an important time of the year in, in terms of revenue. Mm-hmm. We acknowledge that, no question about it. And we're thankful mm-hmm. for um, um, stores being open and being able to purchase gifts for our loved ones or, or supplies or whatnot. 
but you kind of start to get a little bit weary at times when it's you know it's mm-hmm. it's always about making money and it's really not Yes, about the birthday of Christ. They, they, it's almost crowding out Thanksgiving. You right. know, people were putting up decorations and things and getting ready uh, long before Thanksgiving mm-hmm. even uh, came around. And there seems to me there is uh, a push to almost uh, do away with Thanksgiving. Uh, in that sense, it, it's being run over by mm. uh, the, the mercantile class, if you will. Uh, but I, I really don't mind uh, people. Uh, earning a living and making money on Christmas. I've been told uh, that most merchants don't make any money through the year. It's only the 12th month that they begin to make money. And so almost all of your margin is made uh, in the 12th month. Yeah. Um, And, of course, that feeds families and Mm -hmm. so forth. Exactly. I I have to say I have – a difficult time trying to rail down on no, no, it's, uh, this I, sort of thing. I'm more sensitive to it now, having run our non-for-profit for a while, too. And this mm. this is the time of year when uh, you're hoping, and we're hopeful, that the giving will pick yes. up and we'll be yeah. able to catch up. We, we've, been, yeah. we've been terribly behind this year, and, mm-hmm. and I've heard other ministries as well. So yeah. um, that, that's, that's not wrong. Yeah, that's true. I You know, you look at this, and it's... I guess what I object to is, is not the commercialism, but especially for Christians, if they allow the commercialism to overshadow the substance of well, there, the celebration. There you go. That's, that's, maybe that gets to the heart of the concern that the Puritans have, and right. yet they overreacted. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's it. The substance of yes. that, as long as that's there, I don't care about the rest. Mm-hmm. The, the, the birth of Christ... And who he is. Light came into the world. Oh, That's my. Incarnation. Yes, God light came into the world. We, we, we yeah. celebrate. It's a fabulous at, miracle, isn't it? And he lights every man's pathway oh. that comes into the yeah. world. That's what we celebrate. Yeah. Uh, God was in Christ, yeah. says the scripture, reconciling yeah. the world to mm-hmm. himself. Yeah. This is I just the, read that verse this morning. That's from Second Corinthians. That's, that's one of right. your favorite verses. It is. Yeah. I love that it verse. It is. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it pictures the whole incarnation. Mm-hmm. From the very moment of his birth mm-hmm. uh, until his resurrection and ascension on high, it was an one whole act of redemption. Mm-hmm. One whole act of redemption. Now, it certainly is concentrated on the cross, but nonetheless, yes, from is. the birth to the yeah. ascension, it is totally necessary for our salvation. Mm. He descended in human flesh and took upon what we are, that he might raise us to be eternal sons of God, capable of fellowship in a direct way, if you will, through him mm-hmm. with the Father. It's it's an amazing story. There's a strange irony here, too. Um, people who don't yet know our Lord Jesus, the very things that they're looking for in life, they think they can find elsewhere. And, and we've been there ourselves, yet God mm-hmm. in his mercies has had shown us great grace. Um, Relationship, uh, mm-hmm. um, uh, a freedom from guilt. Uh, mm-hmm. We would say forgiveness of sins. Um, a goal in life that's yea, even worth dying for. Mm-hmm. I mean, these, these elements are so key, and yet they're all found in Christ. In that, some uh, countries mm-hmm. in the Middle East, they have uh, do not uh, permit the celebration of Christmas. It's forbidden. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hope we don't get to the place in our life where 
Uh, it's just just a commercial enterprise, and the true oh, yeah, substance of it is forbidden. But you know, that's what we're all concerned about: this increased secularization. Yes, we are uh, yeah. very concerned about it, and has people fearful of even saying Merry Christmas, as we yeah. talked about. Now yeah. I see we're out of time already for our broadcast today. Just some quick wrap-up thoughts. Uh, Mark, you go first. Yeah, well, one of the, the things that I, I think we have to be concerned, and I think it's it's good to stand against it. My wife's uh, choir director, uh, way back when she was in high school, had the Christmas concert and a lot of Christmas carols. And he basically told them he was a Christian man, and he said, I don't know how much longer we're going to be able to have mm-hmm. a public school Christmas concert and mm-hmm. sing these Christmas carols. Sure. And that needs to be center. And I think one of the things that Christian families can do is emphasize that the Christmas music that's truly Christian, not the secular Christmas mm-hmm. music, but the Christmas music that's truly Christian and uh Again, emphasize this is the incarnation. This is this is the greatest event that occurred in human history. Mm-hmm. There's a new favorite carol of mine, Jesus Christ the Apple Tree. Mm-hmm. Now, you'll have to figure out why he's called the Apple Tree. Uh, a great piece of music. I'm looking forward to hearing that over and over again this year. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to hear that myself. Yeah, when, when, when was that written? That's an older one, isn't it? It's, uh, uh, it's uh, I don't know how old it is, but it, but there's based on a verse in the Bible. Well, People we'll, have to look it we'll up. We'll throw that out there, and our <laughs> listeners can look it up. This has been a plain answer right here, Redeemer Broadcasting. This entire broadcast is up on our website. Check it out at RedeemerBroadcasting.org. I'm Dan Elmendorf. In the studio with me today, the Reverend Mark Diedrich and Dr. John Vance. Please join us next week at this same time for another edition of A Plain Answer. For happiness I long have sought And pleasure dearly I have bought For happiness I long have sought And pleasure dearly I have bought I missed of all but now I see Tis found in Christ the apple tree Christ.